This is DDS. From the DDS studios, we are your hosts, Blake Melton, Bradley Newberry, and from the man cave, you know him, you love him, it's Matthew Two-Tone Blue Parker. Parker, how you doing, buddy? Hey, just ready to talk about the worst division in football. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. Mm. Wow. Welcome, everyone, to the 2022 NFC East Prediction Show. Blake, tell them about the channel. Absolutely, guys. Hey, if you want to support the show, go down below. It's quick. It's free. It's easy. Hit like and subscribe for us down there. Give us a rumble on Rumble. Follow us on all of our social media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at DDS Sports Talk. And you can download all the audio versions of these podcasts on your favorite podcasting platform. Newberry, here we go. Here we go. And don't forget, you can skip ahead to your favorite team. Blake will have the time stamps in the show description, right? Mm-hmm. But we're going to begin with the Dallas Cowboys. Last year, they earned a record of 12 and 5 <laughs> behind coach Mike McCarthy. At times, Blake, they look like the best team in the NFL. <laughs> and then others. They looked absolutely inept, and, I, and my lasting memory was that stupid-ass quarterback draw in the playoff game. What do you and your household remember most about last year's so Cowboy I, team? I live with a Dallas Cowboys fan. For the, everybody, everybody already knows it probably by now, but uh, my wife is a Dallas Cowboys fan and my father-in-law, and so I have to hear all about – shout-out to Papa Z, by the way. Z uh but uh yeah i have to hear all about the cowboys and i'll just be honest with you i mean every single year it just seems like the cowboys seem to underperform based on what their line what their roster is and what the predictions are for them and i'm kind of getting to the point where it's like i can't really i can't really look at it through uh silver in blue glasses anymore it's like ah, th- this seems to be more of a pattern than a than uh something that's just a one-off what were your lasting memories of last year's cowboys team parker i'll give you one good thing and uh i do actually with that play call was terrible with kellen moore but i do like him i think the head coach is the the conversation i would tell your family to mute anything i have to say about dallas moving forward <laughs> oh he's throwing out the disclaimer right now uh, at three minutes and 20 seconds after this I, I mean yeah that that that's really it they're up and down zeke's old he was hurt i, I got a whole thing about that but last year's was uh, you're right they, they, they i'll tell you what they looked good against bad teams oh that i think yeah and blake's already said you know, this, or I guess Parker did. He said the worst division in football. So they yeah. play three bad teams, right? Yeah. I mean, they have that, that advantage, right? That they're in a terrible division. The problem is, is maybe the division's getting better. So as Bradley mentioned, they're 12 and five, right? Last year. And the reason for they are, they should be thanking the NFC East because they went six and oh against their division. Oh. That means they were six and five outside of it. <laughs> and when they played the AFC, they were two and three. Yeah, that's 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 a tough stat. That's tough. So I want to ask Blake, being the cowboy household here, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like they did much to add to their roster, but they did a lot to yeah. let people walk out, most notably the wide receiver Cooper. Yep. Defensive lineman Gregory. Yep. Two offensive linemen. Yep. Gone, gone. Cedric Wilson, there. I mean, he let Wilson, him go gone. too. 
I mean, you look at it and it's like, I mean, they were on paper. They looked loaded last year and now they they're offloading people, but they, you know, they still got Zeke. And like Parker said, we're getting older here and uh, you got a guy behind him in Pollard. Who's just chomping at the bits. And every time he comes in, it seems like he does something right. So it's like, uh, it makes you wonder about what the decision making. Who's really? I mean, we all know who's who's calling the shots. Oh, there's there, only right? one person. It's always <laughs> yeah, Big Jim. That's right. It's only one. You know, the guy with the, the guy with his name on the stadium basically is the guy that's that's uh, uh, calling the shots there. But I, I'm, I don't know, guys. That again, they have a benefit of being in a terrible division. They have a terrible record outside of the division. I don't see that really changing too much this year. But as Parker alluded to. This division is trying to get a little better. It's rising. Is are the Cowboys going to rise, or are they going to stay stagnant and end up falling behind? Parker, what do you think about their roster makeup? I mean, the only thing that they really <laughs> added of note, right, was the troublemaker Dante Fowler Jr. But uh, tell us about yeah. the roster. Yeah, they drafted Tolbert. They they did a couple of things, but you're right. They lost the when we're sitting. When I'm sitting down to do these evaluations on how I believe teams are from year to year. The very first thing I ask myself is, how do they compare to last year? And I try to fi- figure out ways that they're better because that's what teams try to do, right? They want to get a little better from year to year, and I can make arguments for about most teams in the NFL. This is one of the few teams in the NFL I can't make any argument whatsoever that they got better. This is a worse team. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. The Gregory loss, I think, is absolutely massive. I mean, and then the offensive line and both those the guys they lost at some point in their career, they were the best at that position. I just their additions are are are, are there's there's just not there you you look at this team and look at their wide receiver depth, right? Last year we're talking about maybe they're one of the best ones with mm-hmm. Cooper and CeeDee Lamb and Gallup and Cedric Wilson. And now what do they got? CD Lamb and then who? Gallup's hurt. They got their tight end Schultz. They do have Schultz, but Our last year, 78 catches, 808 yards, <laughs> eight touchdowns. But I mean, if, if you've got nothing else, I mean, then defenses can start to key in on that instead of him being the one-on-one option. Yeah. I, I just, I, I'm really down on them this year. I, I don't know what to tell you about their additions. There's just not a lot of good ones. It just isn't. It's not is, many times you can make me speechless, but you did. Is Gallup? Still there? Is he injured? Is he taking snaps? Is he running? Is he what's he doing here after the ACL? Don't look for Gallup to be a contributor at the beginning of this year. Gallup himself. So if you ask a hurt player, "Hey man, how's it going?" Man, I'm going to be out there. I'm trying, trying. They went and asked Gallup. He goes, "Well, it doesn't look good for me at the beginning of the year." So don't don't look for him. They did pay him, so they need him to come back. I, I just don't. He's they need they need their draft picks to pan out. Is what they need. Will Zeke reach a thousand yards again? He had one thousand and two last year. I'm going to say that no, and I think that the primary back by by mid year will be Pollard. I'm disagreeing for the one fact. We're talking about the guy that owns the most expensive fantasy football team on earth. About a couple of weeks ago, came out and said the offense has to run through Zeke because he can do it. I, even if we don't believe it, I don't believe it. But the thing is, most people are out on Zeke. I'm a little bit more in than people are because last year he did look good for the first four games. Then he had that partial PCL tear, and he played through it, and he looked awful playing through it. But I I just can't – Jerry, I don't don't know. They paid the guy, and 
it should be Pollard. It should be a committee at this point, right? At least. As much as I hated the Dak Prescott draw play, what a comeback season, man. Oh, God. I man. mean, over 4,400 yards, 37 touchdowns, 10 picks. And I just like him. Well, I mean, he's the only, if you're going to call, look, I mean, I'm, I'm reaching a little bit, but if you're going to call a quarterback a blue chip, I mean, he's the only blue chip quarterback in this division. And I've, I think he's, I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's just in a, in a situation in Dallas that it's like, dude, who knows what Jerry's going to say next. And he's going to, he's the one signing the check. So I can't really do anything about this. I like Dak. I like him with Amari Cooper, <laughs> CD lamb <laughs> and Cedric Wilson and Gallup. I don't, I don't know that I like him with this. Like, Last year, Dak didn't have to do anything. They led the league with 34 interceptions. You know, so you could sit back and, and just kind of enjoy those leads at times. So we'll I think this year we're gonna learn a lot more about about old Dak Prescott. All right, let's let's mm-hmm. talk about defense then, because Parker says they play three of the worst teams <clears throat> in the NFL. Yeah. So that's six of their games. Yeah. He just said 34 picks. Guess who had eleven of them? <laughs> Trayvon Diggs. And Parker says he's not even really that good. Trayvon Diggs will be better this year, and he won't have five interceptions. I could agree with that. I mean, he got thrown at a lot last year. So, it, I mean, it, just, just by sheer numbers, right? He's going to get more picks if he if he's halfway decent. And he had so, two touchdowns, so if he gets his hands on the ball, he knows how to move. You guys know me in my argument, and this argument is, is clearly one that I – this is right in my lane. 34 takeaways last year. Led the league in, in takeaways, all of it. And if you've listened to me once, you know I'm going to say regression. They can't do it again. They just can't. It's not possible. So let's say they have 20, and now they don't have any receivers. Like, how do they make up that difference? It just that's what's that's what is the big deal on this. They're not. There is no universe. If we're talking about the multiverse, there's no universe where they have 34 takeaways again. It just is not going to happen. Man, the the one player on defense that I love oh, is no. Micah Parsons. 13 sacks. He was only a sack and a half away from Javon Curse's rookie record. He's already been on record, Parker, <laughs> saying his goal is 23 this year. Will he get close? I think that he, I mean, maybe it depends on if they're up and they're having to, the other teams are having to pass a lot and he has chances to go after the quarterback, but he absolutely has the tools to do that. That dude is a freak. Like if you're drafting NFL uh, players right now on defense, he's in the top five. Not only does he have the tools, Blake, but he's got a new quarterback in the division that he gets to sack. Carson <laughs> Wentz. Oh, and we'll he's get a to one. you in just a minute. Yeah, he's a fun one to sack. Never mm-hmm. know what he's going to do. Throw it over his head, whatever. All Mike has got to do is wear a Jaguar symbol on his hat. <laughs> Carson Yay. will go down quick. <laughs> Tell him you're playing down in Duval. Oh, it's automatic win. Any other notes or thoughts about <clears throat> the Dallas Cowboys, the defending NFC East champs? More of the same. More of the same. That's all I've got to say. And I'll kick hey, well, it off. All three of us predicted nine and eight last year. Yeah. So we were all short on them last year. Yeah. Do we? yeah I mean, uh, I'm, I'm going 10 and seven and I'm probably padding that a little bit this year just because of who I live with. But uh, I think they're going 10 and seven this year. 
this team was average at stopping the pass last year. They're average at stopping the run. I know you could think their defense was great, but again, it was because of turnovers and they lost Randy Gregory. I, I just don't understand how he gets better. They haven't been to an NFC championship game in 26 years. <laughs> Bradley is going to love this. There we They're, go. I know it's a ridiculous stat because you have to get there. But as far as playoff winning percentage, the Jacks have a better playoff winning percentage than America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, eight and nine. Goodbye, McCarthy. Ouch. I already knew that. It's one of my favorite things to say. The Dallas Cowboys, America's team, has three playoff wins since 1997. Hey, they get three of their first four home games. Three of their first <laughs> games this season are at home for whatever that's worth. But they open up against Tom Brady and the Bucks, which Ouch. is probably a loss. I'm going nine and eight. And uh, stay tuned. I'm not going to tell you if you win the division. You have to listen to the rest of the podcast. Nine and eight. Okay. We're moving on. AJ Brown, we're coming to you, Philadelphia Eagles. Parker's favorite. <laughs> His new favorite. Here we are. Brotherly love. They booing Santa Claus. <laughs> they will soon be booing you, AJ Brown. The Philadelphia Eagles finished last year nine and eight. New coach, Nick Sirianni. When you have a quarterback on a rookie deal, it allows you to make moves like AJ Brown, right? And it allows you to pay other players on defense and offense. So they maybe have that advantage, but is, is hurts an advantage Parker he is with his legs. Uh, yeah, but he puts himself into bad positions. I mean, they brought in AJ Brown because he's good over the middle of the field at these crossers. We saw him do it here all the time. And it's all about hurts. He can't throw over the middle. Like he nope. just literally cannot do it. This is why they brought him in specifically for that reason. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it, it, the inability of Jalen Hurts to be able to throw over the middle, just just to be able to throw downfield really effectively, period, uh, I think is is kind of a big question mark for them again this year. I, I don't really they're they're surrounding them with all kinds of great receivers, but I, I I don't see it. I mean, he like Parker mentioned, he's a great runner, he's a very good athlete, but he's going to have to take many steps forward to be what they're expecting. I mean, they're, they're throwing out words like a dynasty team, uh, the, you know, sounding like Vince young, which we've all lived through that down here in Tennessee. I mean, it, it, you gotta be careful throwing words like that around, uh, particularly when your quarterback hasn't proven that he can throw the ball downfield that effectively. And, and not to mention that he can't throw down over the middle <clears throat> of the field. I mentioned he can't, he puts himself in, terrible positions and because he was one of the quarterbacks last year under the most pressure of any quarterback. He was one of the most top five, although he had one of the best offensive lines in the league. Those two things don't match up because he was, he was, he was holding on. He was jumping around too much. He was standing back there too long. Now the flip side of that was he did escape it more than anybody else. You, but does that continue? Those are just things that he's really going to have to work on. 
I'm glad you mentioned O-line. It was a quick note that I had. PFF, who we reference often, um, graded them the number one offensive line mm. in last year. Um, Some keys to the offense. I know we know about their receivers. You got A.J. Brown and Smith and Quez, and I like their tight end. Dallas Goddard. Um, I loved it last year when the fans were uh, cheering any time that they would just hand the ball off to Miles Sanders. So, I mean, I think that's the key. Keep it simple. Sanders and Goddard. So, yeah, that that. so what is this offense, right? So, for the first six games, they were the most pass-happy team like in NFL history. You're right. There was a game where uh, Miles Sanders ran it three times, and he was the leading rusher for the team. Fans were literally cheering. Like, and no one wants anybody to run. We want no. them to pass the ball. And then they flip the script after a month and a half or so. So, it's going to be somewhere – in the middle and that PFF stat, it's that's exactly it. The number one offensive line, but he was pressured almost more than anybody. That that just tells you that you got to get, you just got to get rid of the ball. You ready to talk about defense? I know you're ready for it. Defense. They were in the middle of the pack last year, allowing 22.6 points per game. They only achieved 29 sacks, the second lowest in the NFL, but Parker, they bring in the monster from Georgia. You know, the story on this team is A.J. and Hurts. But I'm here to tell you, it's not about the offense. As Bradley would say, it's about the defense. They bring in not just the monster in Jordan Davis. They bring in N'Kobe Dean. They add James Bradbury to go with Darius Slay, and this could be the best secondary in all of football. I mean, it really could. The defense is what is going to win this team games. They poach James Bradbury right away from the division rival. Yeah, but uh, did everybody not just love? I mean, it was impressive. I mean, watching the the v- videos on Twitter of Jordan Davis just absolutely manhandling the center, just <laughs> basically carrying a grown man, a three hundred pound man, into the backfield. Ugh. It was embarrassing. First off, that a grown <laughs> man had that happen to him. Well, that guy is not. He's the Hulk, like <laughs> compared to a grown man. You know, I mean, that guy is just a. Uh, he's he is a mountain of a man. I don't know what else to say other than we still have concerns. So like he couldn't get off at third downs at, at Georgia. He was out of shape. It can can he stay out there for all the downs? Does it really matter? Does he, they only need him for the first two to stuff the run and move on? I think it'll open up some holes for one on ones with their defensive linemen. Maybe even some blitzing linebackers to come in. I I think the sack number will go up. Um, I also wrote down they were 0-6 against good teams. They didn't beat uh, a single playoff team last year. No. So it's I think there's a reason. It's just for like that. you said about the Cowboys. They're kind of beating up the NFC East. And then what are you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Last year, Blake, you had them going five and twelve. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I honestly honestly, before uh, it was all three of us had them going five and twelve. So we we literally thought nothing about you. Philadelphia. <clears throat> what are your thoughts about now that we've seen another year of Hurts, AJ Brown defense is okay? I just don't know that uh, that Jalen Hurts. I mean, we've been watching him as SEC fans uh, over the last several years, just seeing if he's going to learn to be more of a passing quarterback, and it's just not who he is. We've said it a million times. Parker uh, talked about it ad nauseum. Uh, uh, he's not a passing quarterback, and they, they're they bringing in all these pieces for him to pass to, and I just don't think that's 
who he is. I don't think it's the offense that he really thrives in. Yeah, the defense is going to get better, but I just don't know that they're really going to be able to put major numbers up. They they will be probably a little bit better, but I still got them going nine and eight. The reason, and you're right, but again, AJ Brown for these maybe they can hit AJ Brown with a five yard crosser and he can take off right. Like that's mm-hmm. the whole point to be able to to keep Jalen from having to bomb it because he's got to be more accurate. Kind of like the whole thing about the the line versus him being pressured. Last year, he's one of the worst deep ball throwers in the league, but he also threw top five deep balls in the league, the fifth the fifth most. I mean, there's, there's something here has to, to to break. Now, the problem with it is if he's going to get better passing the ball, think about last year. We have hindsight to look back at this. The, the schedule's going to change. Last year, they finished with one of the easiest pass defenses going against it. This year, it's going to be one of the toughest. So good luck, Jalen. But there hasn't been a repeat division champ in this division in 20 years, and I think the defense is going to change it. I think A.J. Brown's going to help. I think this team goes 11-6. and Okay. I'm going to go back to my opening statement. Um, When you have a quarterback on a rookie deal, I think it's a a luxury. You get to spend money in other places. Um, They won won a a Super Bowl when Wentz was a rookie, but they didn't really win because of Wentz, right? Nick Foles. Nicky. That's what broke wins, though. When when they brought yep. Foles in, they, he was like, oh, I can't do it ever again. No, yeah, broke him. So I, um, I'm going nine and eight. They're tied with Dallas, but they have the tiebreaker. And um, I'm not sure yet if Dallas makes the playoffs. But I am sure that Philly does because they're going to win the East at nine and eight. My biggest concern with Philly is AJ Brown's durability. It's the same thing that we worried about as Titans fans. I don't think he's going to be on the field enough uh, for them to break into double digit wins. If they just keep it simple, little uh, short passes with Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard, run the ball a little bit. Miles Sanders. Short passes with A.J. Brown means more contact for him, and I think that's bad news for A.J. Brown. Uh, uh, you mentioned somebody there. I can't believe I didn't say, but the, probably the best recipient for A.J. Brown isn't Jalen Hurts. It's Devontae Smith, right? Like, that guy's awesome at running routes. He's not a number one, like, alpha, go up and get it, but now he's going to be free to just go all One more thought before we move on. If Jalen Hurts gets hurt, I think the wide receivers get a tick up in production when Gardner Minshew comes into the fold well they did last year uh gardner mm. so it, it almost you almost have to think of it as fantasy terms right gardner Minshew is a better fantasy quarterback for those receivers but jalen hurts is a better quarterback for actual football for actual football and fantasy football too for himself but gardner Minshew would make those receivers better yes hurts though agree. Hurts, though, is better at fantasy football for himself, not for the receivers. True. Yeah, that's true. That's all I got. Yeah, that's all I got. Hey, hey, don't forget Carson oh, oh, Strong, baby. We got big arm guy, third third string. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Philly, we'll be talking about you all year, but it's time to move on. We're going to the New York Giants. New York. Sorry. Mm. This was a team that I kind of called out last Monday and a team when I was asked who may be the number one draft pick next year. 
Stay tuned for my prediction. But uh, last year they earned a four and thirteen record. New coach Brian Dayball is in the former Bills offensive coordinator. Inherited, he, he's inheriting a horrible squad in my mind. Parker's already mentioned uh, Saquon Barkley coming off. What is this? The year two off the injury, so maybe an uptick there. What are your initial thoughts about roster? Not only is it year two off of it, it's contract year, so you can run this guy into the dirt. You don't, you, you don't care. Uh, but the roster, uh, it's bad. They're coming in a hard situation. You know, their receivers have basically just been absolutely terrible, but that is the highest paid receiving core in all of the NFL. I can't believe it. Can you name one? No, I can't. I can't. Uh, Kenny Galladay. I guess that's the number one guy, right? They've got Kenny Galladay. They got Wandell Robinson. They've got Sterling Shepard. They've got Kadarius Tony might be their number one guy there. That's on a rookie deal. That's. Yeah, but but their main the overpaid Kenny Holiday, like as a whole. I'm not saying they have the most expensive receiver, but if you add up the 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 sum of the whole, can you believe they they paid Kenny Galladay the same time the Jags paid Marvin Jones Jr. I mean, they're both <laughs> being poached off the Lions, and and Marvin Jones has been the way more productive player. Dude, I I watch Giants football. I hate myself, but I watch Kenny Galladay <laughs> and. Uh, he doesn't. He, he looks like one of those guys, and I hate to say this because most of them don't do this, but he looks like he took the money and just doesn't care. Like I, you watch him run, he doesn't look like he's trying. He looks like he's running in sand. It just he looks like he doesn't care. He's out there getting a paycheck, and that's just from my untrained eyes. But watching it doesn't look like the same guys he did in Detroit. Like, come on, now. And then you've got the story of quarterback Daniel Jones, Duke. This is it, man. If they if they yeah. go what I think they're going to go, it's going to be new quarterback. Yeah. I mean, uh, he's playing for his life at this point, right? I mean, it, it was kind of – everybody was kind of on the fence about what that decision was all about in the first place. So, uh, I, it's not looking good. We'll just say that. It's not looking and, good for Danny And, Parker, Ball. you don't think that Brian Dayball can get anything going in year one. He's going to need a couple of years, right? I think it gets stuff going in year one, not like we're going to the Super Bowl, but I absolutely think. I mean, they've had six head coaches in six years. Like, I would argue right now that of all the offseason moves, Tyreek, Devontae, AJ, you name it, the biggest offseason move is Brian Dayball coming to, to the Giants from the Bills. I really think that highly about him. And, guys, I'm not sure. He wasn't worth the sixth overall pick, but I am not sure that Daniel Jones is terrible. If you think about his coaches and offensive coordinators over the first three years, Joe Judge, Jason Garrett, Pat Shermer, Freddie Kitchens. Now he has the guy that turned Josh Allen around. I'm not saying he's going to do that, but he can help him. But I, this guy's had just absolute trash to work with. Well, they're going to find out. I think if you can get the run game going, if you can get yeah. Saquon going at five yards a pop and having like second and short, third and short, it puts him in a better situation anyway. Well, and, those overpriced receivers. Well, well they could. Yeah. Like this is going to be the best offensive line Daniel Jones or Saquon Barkley has ever played behind. I don't think there's an argument to it. I mean, this is going to be the best offensive line. So I'm not saying it's great, but it's better than just absolute garbage. And people like their draft. With Thibodeau. Oh, yeah. Evan Neal going to be playing on that O-line. Kind of sucks about Thibodeau. I think he's going to be okay. Four to six weeks is what I heard. I think it'll be all right. 
I, I hope he, yeah, I hope he's okay. But you're you're right though, Evan Neal, and he's not even going to play left tackle. He's going to play right tackle. You know, and this team, y'all, last year, let me lay out how bad they were. They were so bad offensively. This is how bad the coaches were at this place. This is what I put this on them. They had a total of 24 touchdowns last year, not offensive total, like returns, defense, you name it. The league average is the average is 45. If they double their touchdown output, they will be double. If they double it, they will be about average. That's how pitiful they were last year. Do you have any final thoughts? I don't. All of us last year, we were between seven and six wins, so we were all wrong there. What are your What are your outlooks, thoughts, predictions? Not good. Tough sledding. First year for Dayball. I think it's the right guy, but I think it's going to take some time. I still got him only winning five games, five and twelve. Listen, I love this team because they're amazing home field advantage. I mean, the last forty games, they're twelve and twenty eight at home, so they've got that going for them, which is which is nice. <laughs> the amazing they share it with the jets i i, I need to look at the jets and compare and put them together but the one thing i do love y'all i say it every time looking at schedules they literally play the easiest schedule of defenses in the league this year so that's going to help with Dayball. i don't think daniel jones is terrible i really don't i'm going to go way out on a limb here and do seven and ten <laughs> you would have thought he was going to go 11 and 11 and six or something and there's a world where they win this division. They haven't won playoff games since they won the Super Bowl back in 2012. Um, they will run Barkley into the ground. Hopefully I'm the beneficiary of that in fantasy football. I just think you're a bad team. I think absolutely you may be one of the two worst teams. I'm going three and 14. Woo! Spicy. Okay, let that settle for a second. You have trust in one former Philadelphia and Colt quarterback, I guess. Hey, we're going there. The Washington Commander. They earned a 7-10 and 10 record. Coach Ron <clears throat> Rivera, 23rd on offense, 25th points allowed. With a defense that all of us thought in last year's prediction show, oh, their defense can carry them to the <laughs> NFC East title and blah, blah, blah. Well, so much for that. Underperformed. Uh, a lot of their stories, Blake, coming into the season are off the field, unfortunately. Jack Del Rio. Yeah. You're talking about the owner, Daniel Snyder, all that drama. Yeah, I mean, and it, it kind of makes you wonder, you know, with all the off-field stuff, if, if things start to go wrong on the field, does the off-the-field stuff kind of exacerbate it and things really get sideways by midseason? Wash, wince, and repeat. I mean, <laughs> did, did this team not watch Indy last year? Or, you know, Philly the year before that. They won seven games and went to the playoffs that year. And one of the teams they beat was Carson Wentz. I'd rather play Sam Howell. I, I mean – he is so bad. Last year from a clean pocket, Wentz was in the bottom 20% for accurate passes. 25%. 25%, fellas, of this guy's passes last year, uncatchable. 
one of every four. Did everybody not just wonder whenever they saw this news come across the ticker at the bottom, be like, he, what? The commanders are giving Wentz? Why? Well, I think they panicked because they really wanted Russell Wilson. And when they didn't get him, <clears throat> they were like, what's the what's the next cutest girl in the room? What they do go over uh, there? They gave up too much. They gave up too many draft picks. They're paying him way too much. I Parker. mean, but that's it's what awful. Carson Wentz is, right? He's just yeah. an excuse to waste all your your draft picks. Good for him. Like I want to go back and do a study of how many draft picks are wasted on this guy over the thing. It's it's getting close to a dozen at this point. It, it's incredible. It's almost like Daniel Snyder sat in a room and said, "What's the worst thing I can do this year? I know what I can do. I know what will make people stop talking about me. Let's get Wentz on the team." As a distraction, like it's that bad. Wow. There will be plenty of material, I'm sure, on the field. I am certain of it. I want to know about their running back room. I've been reading reports that Antonio Gibson has been relegated to uh, <clears throat> kick coverage. Yep. It, I, what's up with the running backs? I, I, they don't know how to use any anybody over there. They're just, they're just a bad team. They're a bad organization. They're poorly run. Uh, Antonio Gibson has played in the league for two years and has double-digit touchdowns both both years. And they go out and they draft Brian Robinson and they re-sign a pass-catching running back. They just hate him. I don't. I honestly don't understand it. Yes, I, JD McKissick. I don't understand why Buffalo was trying to get him, but I, I don't know what they're doing over there. I, I I just have no idea. I'll tell you the one thing they do have though is they do have a outside weapon, Terry McLaurin, wide receiver. And they paid him, right? Yeah. Scary Terry, baby. Hey, this is the one thing I will say good about Washington. The only thing Wentz can do, and he's one of the better people in the league at this, is throw the deep ball. So maybe this year, and that's one thing that Terry's really good at, is catching the deep ball. So maybe this year that's it. It's YOLO ball with Terry McLaurin, if he can stay healthy, and just chucking it downfield. It's okay. You can get a little P.I. in that, too. Some free yards, <clears throat> a little pass interference. But uh, I want to talk about defense. Yeah, you do. That's so disappointing, man. I mean, all three of us hyping it up last year. I don't know what to make of this team now. You know, Chase Young, even before he got hurt, it wasn't really playing that well. Statistically, it didn't look like anyway. You still have Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen. Uh, do they come back to a more dominant form, or is it we might see more of the same where it's a or it's a bottom bottom part of the NFL defense? You know, you mentioned Chase Young. In the nine games that he played last year, he got pressure on the quarterback on th only 13% of his rushes. So that's just that's bad. That's disappointing. That's not it's, right. But I looked into this because we did tout the defense, and I was curious about it, and I, I went and looked. Last year, they were 20, you mentioned 25th in allowing points, and looking back now, it seems more obvious because in 2020, they were great defensively, as you said, but they played against cake offenses. Last year, they played against one of the toughest offensive schedules in the league outside their division. And now this year, they go from playing one of the best, not just one of the best offenses, one of the best passing offenses to be specific. And now this year, they're going back to one of the worst. So this court, this schedule is more like the 2020 year. In fact, it's like the biggest jump in all the NFL schedule-wise from going from playing a great offensive passing the ball-wise to a poor offense passing the ball-wise. No one else sees the jump that they do. I think you see the defense regress positively because of that. Any other notes? 
our thoughts before we give our predictions. Yeah, I'll start it off. Who in the heck thinks? <laughs> I, I, was, I was going about nine different ways there, and I steered hard off. But, but like, listen, that he won. Carson Wentz last year with Indianapolis with a much better roster won nine games and couldn't beat Jacksonville. He I, played in those nine games. Think about this. Last year of his 17 games, four of them were against the Texans than Jacksonville. Now he goes to Washington with a worse roster, worse ownership, worse coach, worse everything on the team other than maybe their number one receiver. And you expect him to do the same seven and 10. Well, I'm going to go one worse. I'm going six and 11. About change it mid yell. And I'm going the six and eleven, and that one worse is week one to the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god! Bombs all over the nation's Dry- cap. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Carson uh, Wentz is going to see these big monsters and all of their eighteen linebackers get off the bus. <laughs> He's going to be like, Jesus, I'm going down in this game, folks. Yep, yep. He might throw it to the wrong team four times. Yep, he, he has a history of that. But, hey, guys, thanks for joining us tonight for our NSC East Prediction Show. We encourage you to go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button on your way out on YouTube. Give us a rumble on Rumble. Check us out on all our social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Down, go ahead and download all the audio versions of these podcasts on your favorite podcasting platform. Gentlemen, final thoughts. We talk college football. We talk college basketball. We talk NFL. We talk everything. But one thing we don't talk is about the most important, and that is the Little League World Series. Let's go, Nolensville! Come on, Nolensville! Let's do it! <laughs> My final thought is, Giants, don't hate me. Just, just, Just know this. <laughs> I'm a suffering Jacksonville Jaguar fan. If you do go three and 14, you're going to get a quarterback. <laughs> There's pot of gold at the end of this horrible rainbow. You'll be okay. The good news is, is I'll be able to sleep in my own bed tonight because I picked the Cowboys to win this division. <laughs> it is two-tone blue all the way. You guys beat